I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. <laughs> and this is Kate. You're talking like different than usual. Is uh, that, is that your? Wanna, is I'm that bringing your out my radio, radio voice. voice. Yeah, a little deep. <laughs> Getting some smooth jazz going on in the Kate and Mock show. And then I just hit a little southern there. Got a little southern. See, when Mike tries to do, accents, do accents, he just um, he really just like veers off, and Lord knows what. You never know what's going to come out. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, yeah. welcome. Uh, we're excited you're here. And today we are talking about our top tips for running a business with your spouse, your partner, your romantic love, whatever you want to call it. But first, Mike has some reviews, some listener reviews to spotlight. Ooh, yeah. The reviews are rolling in over here, Kate. So this is from LaRae Randall. I think, is that how you say your name? Or uh, I don't, I can't see that that far oh. away, honey. The type is too small. Yeah, Lorraine. Lorraine Randall. Lorraine Randall. I said her. I, I believe this is a, I think Lorraine is a, would be a female. We don't know. I'm not sure. Sorry, Lorraine. This person. Are you going to read the review? Yes. <laughs> now I feel very awkward. The Kate and Mike show is my favorite podcast to listen to. I have always loved Kate since reading Money, A Love Story, but listening to her and Mike riff about life, love, and business is always so fun. I am constantly laughing at their adorable love, Kate's giggle, and how sweet Mike is. Oh, oh wow. Honey. Thanks. Hmm. He really brings an important perspective to a lot of combos they have, especially with more woo-woo guests, it's which so is true. awesome. I know I'm in for a good time anytime I listen. These two are full of wisdom and so fun to listen to. Thanks for everything, you two. Well, thank you for that. That was amazing. That's a very nice review. That thank you, Lorraine. Nice. So write in to direct message Mike on Instagram at Mike J. Watts, uh -huh. and we will send you something in the mail. Yes. Thank you so much. That's awesome. This one, should I read the next one? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to read two reviews per show until we run out of reviews basically i think probably this will continue to feed on itself and we won't run out of the reviews if we keep reading reviews but you never know let's hope so <laughs> who knows maybe all of our since we've started doing this we've had a significant spike in our reviews, 20 so. listeners we've almost i think at 20 <laughs> reviews i think we have a few more than 20 so our listeners. 20 listeners might have all left i'm not review. sure how many we have though how, do we know. even know how many listeners we no. have you just know how, based off downloads downloads okay yeah so hashtag relationship goals. These two reviews are really relevant to what we're going to talk about today. And they were actually both left. One was on February 13th and one was on February 14th. Oh, so Valentine's Day. Right reviews. around Valentine's Day. This is another relationship goal with one star. Wow. That's not good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> that, that would be awkward. A relationship goal with one star. A relationship goal. Hashtag. Sorry. Hash, did I say hashtag? Hashtag relationship goals. Five stars. I have been listening to Kate and Mike for the last year. Their podcast is one of my favorites and such a great example of what it takes to keep a business and relationship going. Their open and honest banter keeps it fun and entertaining for the listeners and their guests. Always add insight to my life. Thanks for the great show. This is Runner AKB. 
Thanks, Runner AKB. Yes. So, Runner AKB, you can send me a message at Mike J. Watts, and I will drop some goodies for you in the mail. We just talked with our team about creating some new goodies. So, that was yesterday. Oh. Get ready. Because I'm tired of not having... Like, Okay. So, how... <laughs> One thing that I... So, this goes into our... A lot of times, I you guys, I've sent books out and all this stuff to either people that leave reviews or folks that have won contests that we've kind of done stuff like this. And so Kate has this box. She has two boxes of, first of all, I'm really into stationery. Let's start there. Right. Okay. So you're into stationery. Hashtag paper snob. Right. So there is two boxes we have in our house. Heidi Simons. One is Kate's cards. And then one is Mike's cards. So these are cards that it says cards that Mike can use. <laughs> this could be really, this could sound really bad too, because it could say like you're getting second rate cards. No, because they're I not actually, good enough. No, I really like to surpass. I the disagree Kate with what snob. you said on the team meeting yesterday about what, because and you're about to repeat it. There are cards that I have specifically no, bought for specific people, and they go in the Kate's cards box. And I will go to a store, a paper store. And I will pre-buy like a year in advance a card for Mike for his birthday or for Licia. She was really obsessed with the show, with the movie Jaws. And then we had this really funny realization when (laughs) she found out that Roy Scheider, one of the stars of Jaws, was my godfather and that my mother's cat, Moon, who recently passed away, may he rest in peace, used to be... we don't know what happened to Moon, actually. Well, Moon went out and never came home. Anyway... Anyway, used to be Roy's cat. That's a much longer story. But we're talking about greeting cards here, guys. And now anyway, we're into cats circling guy. back months in advance. I found this card for Licia at a really sweet bookstore in Portland called Print. Should you ever find yourself in Portland, Maine, head over to Print. And it said, I think it said, you're Jossum. And it was like a cutout of a shark. And so I just like, there are certain cards like that that I don't want to put in the big stash because you might send it to the wrong person. You won't know. Right. And so I separated out those cards from the ones that are more general that I do love because I did buy them at some point, but that could be used for anyone at any time. Okay. That's good. Right. How's that? Okay. That sounds much better. So the, uh, well, our, this whole thing started is when we first got together and Kate was just like, yeah, I don't like these cards. So I'm going to put them in the Mike can use box, but I try to add a little flavor to them. And some of them I've actually, the ones you've been sending to people, I bought that pad of no very cards long time. intentionally. I think it's really cool. It's 150 love notes. And then Mike is writing messages to our listeners on the back. That is and correct. And it's like quotes about not, love. Right. But not, well. Not all of them. I try to keep it not creepy because if I like yeah, some no. of them are just like, it's, it's you're the love a, of a, my it's life. It's more interpersonal, yes. in, uh, yes. transpersonal love. Right. Some of them are just like, <laughs> you're the love of my life. And that would be very well, bizarre. Hopefully you'll keep if those I for me. Sent that to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, okay. So we have these cards. So I've been sending out, but I was just on our team meeting yesterday. I just said, we need something that just says like the Kate and Mike show. Like this would be very... Yeah, like company stationery. Yeah, that would like, be great. Like we real, run a real business mm-hmm. or something. So we're working on it. I was, well, I guess I was waiting for a long time for you to take care of that because you're the paper, hashtag paper snob, but... Hashtag I have a lot going on. <laughs> 
<laughs> hashtag for uh, <laughs> six years. <laughs> you know what it was? It's that I find, and this will probably be a good segue into our episode today. I never quite knew what should be on the card because you and I run it together, but it has been at katenorthup.com, but then there's the Kate and Mike show, and now there's mikejwatts.com. So I didn't actually... This is a perfect example of a confused mind always says no, which is a quote from our friend Marie Forleo, that because I was confused about what should go on the card, I just never followed through with making it because I didn't, we don't have like a straight up company name or a straight up logo. And I didn't want to leave you out by making stationery that said Kate Northrup. But at that time, when we came up with this idea for the project, most of our customers really had signed up for a program that I was the face of. So it would be confusing if it said Kate Northup and Mike Watts. Although at this point in our company, that would not be confusing anymore. Anyway, it's been a no, journey. It's, it's everything is. Uh, and I know. will say like, this has been a journey incorporating Mike into running a business together because he and I were both solo entrepreneurs. Well, before. let's bet it's been a journey incorporating Kate into running a business together. Either one, <laughs> regardless of how you look at it. Like, I had a lot of resistance around this. And, no, and in that's, 2012, that's right. when we were living in the Hamptons, I will never forget, I got an invite to do this speaking gig and I was on the phone kind of working out some of the details with the organizers of the event. And I remember getting off the phone and I was super irritated with them. And I won't get into why, but <laughs> anyway, I was irritated. And you were like, I should be your manager. I should run your business. And I freaked out. I was just like, no, you should not do that because it just felt like we should tell too the... big of a commitment to me, to be perfectly honest, even though we were living together and mm-hmm. we had already had we commingled our finances at that point. No, I don't uh, think it was a little yet. muddled. Well, kind of it was they were yeah, muddled. It was muddled. <laughs> yeah, it was muddled. But about... they weren't officially commingled. So anyway, you well, know, I think cut to 2018 why... where we're completely I think we should tell the reason why you were mad or upset with this company. Oh, um, well, there, because, because their offer to re- me this was... This is re- relevant to like us working together, I believe. I think it's about... Maybe I'm not. Okay. No, it was just that I thought they were giving me an annoying offer. Oh, got it. That one. They wanted okay. to compensate me in free tickets for an event that I had no interest in going to in the to begin with. That's right. So I was just like a little offended. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes people want the speaking where it's like they want Kate to do all the work. It's like Yeah, and then they weren't out. even going to pay for Yeah, they were like, we'll just give you a free ticket to the event. And I was like, um... So this was in California, I think. It was in Vegas. Yeah, still West Coast. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. We can have a whole episode about how to pick, you know, about launching your speaking career. If you would like to, if you guys want that episode message at Mike J Watts on Instagram, we can talk about it. We can just do that. I I always come up with episode ideas while we're talking and I don't ever have a notepad to write them down. Well, Let's get a pen. Okay. I think one thing, well, hold on. I'll go get a pen. (laughs) I guess I can't keep talking. Should I just keep talking by myself? You should. No. So I did have a lot of resistance around it, but I will say that going into business together and fully moving into partnership romantically and professionally has well, been was, a really good idea. Yeah. And then with the speaking thing that you just brought up, I think what we could do is actually bring somebody on here that has, cause like you've been paid for speaking and we've done speaking together, but 
you've never really made a career out of speaking, right? There's people I that actually travel. I have no interest in have making a career right. out of speaking. And then I think that's interesting if we find somebody that actually has a career that does that when they're when we interview them, we can ask them more questions about that. That's a much Because there's like idea. agencies and stuff like that. I don't, we're not in the, we I did, I just enough. got an email from a woman who runs a speaking agency and wants to book me. <laughs> and we'll see if I decide I want to do that. It just feels hard to leave not home right with now, two little not. kids. Yeah. It just feels hard. Well, maybe like, maybe in like 15 years, you're like, I think I'll in 15 years, it. I might feel really differently. I also get lonely sitting at hotels by myself. And I'm just like, why am I in a random city with nobody I know sitting in a hotel by myself? This feels sad. And <laughs> once you learn how to run an online business, you don't need to leave the house anymore in order to make money. So I don't, I don't have to go do speaking unless it's like something I would go to anyway. Right. Usually I say yes to a speaking gig if it's something I would have wanted to go to anyway and if some of my other friends are speaking. You're right. Correct. I've been like that my whole life, though. I'm always like, well, I'll go to the camp if I can bring a friend. Or I'll go, like I was always growing up, it was like, I'll go if I can bring a friend. So for me, it's always like, I'll go if I can bring a friend. Yeah, because before Penelope, a lot of the speaking, I just went with you. I just paid, We paid my own way and Which we just great. went. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun because we got to do it together. But the airport life is, it's not fun right now. It's not for me. It's not like, the airport life is not fun Mm-mm. at this moment in time. All right. So transitioning into our top tips for running a business with your partner or spouse. Nicole Riesdorf actually asked me this question recently. Yeah. She a said, lot of people asked it when I asked about what podcast episodes you would like us to do. And this was one of the top ones. So that's why we're doing it. Because when you ask us for things, I listen and then we make it happen. Oh. Mike also listens, by the way. I'm a good listener. We listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is one of your top tips for running a business with me? Not me specifically, but your partner or spouse. What do you think makes it work? Well, I can only speak us? to running a business with you, not anybody else. Oh, I think that's obvious, but yeah. since no one else is probably going to be running a business with me specifically. Well, I've kind of been in partnerships a little bit before... <laughs> But they weren't official, right? When I lived in Florida with those guys, we kind of were doing things together to a certain degree. And they were not your spouse. That is This is an episode about doing it with your romantic partner. Well, you said partner, so that I had... Partner or spouse, I'm trying to be inclusive of those who are not married. Got it. Okay. Well, I under... Yeah. That's what I'm saying as well. Like, you might have a business partner. (laughs) And some of this might apply, actually, to a business partnership that's in no way romantic. Most of it will. Some of it might not. What's the number one thing? Well, it doesn't have to be prioritized as number one, but just what's one thing you can think of? Communication. Yeah. So tell me more about that. What's number two? Oh, okay. The... <laughs> okay, just roll her eyes. You're such a turd. <laughs> it's the ability to be able to have lots of different types of conversation with each other, whether it's about the business or what's going on personally, emotionally with oneself and then having the other person listen to what's going on without judgment and then also just be willing to listen or be willing to help through the process and really being clear with what our objectives are, I think, in life and so from a personal standpoint, and then also business goals, right? Because my goals in business are probably different than Kate's. So it's at least acknowledging and her goals might be different than mine. 
right? And so... I mean, some of them are the same for sure. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, <laughs> it's being able to understand each other's perspective where it's, like, sometimes with you, I was just... You know, there might be things where I'm, like, okay. Because then the masculine kind of takes over. The masculine energy takes over in, like, things that I would want you to do to a certain degree. This was a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say now. But you're, like, I just don't want to do that. And I was, like, well, this is smart. And you're just like, no, I don't want to. So it's understanding where you're coming from, from that and having the ability to process and, and to just listen to each other and like having conversations and knowing where it's, if I have to do a consulting client all day on Friday, that you're cool with that. If you have to get on a plane and go speak, like I'm cool with that. And we have that planned out in our calendar. So we know that these days are covered. So can we talk a little bit about how we structure that just logistically? Because I think it's really important to put systems in place that foster that kind of communication. Otherwise, the hubbub of life just takes over and some of those conversations that need to happen just don't happen. Right. So for us, and I know we've talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating, we have a shared Google calendar. And if we want the other person to show up at an event, or an appointment, or we want to make a meeting with them, we send them a Google calendar invite. So just because we've had issues in the past where like I would put a meeting on the calendar, but then not send a Google calendar invite. So Mike did not know he needed to be at it because he just thought it was a thing on my calendar that he could see, but he didn't know he had to be there. So that's been huge for us is just a shared calendar. I swear to you, the number of friends that we have whether they're in business together or not, if they just would have a shared calendar, their lives would be so much easier. Yeah. So some people like to do it on Google. Some people like to do it on iCal. Some people like to have a physical calendar. Whatever you do, for us, Google Calendar works really well and sending each other Google Calendar invites for date nights, for business meetings, for anything that the other person needs to be present for. So that's really huge. And then we also have a conversation about that calendar every single week on Monday mornings. We mm -hmm. have a standing date, 9 to 11 a.m., Mike and Kate time. And during that time, we go over the calendar, we check in with each other, how's it going, which is an opportunity to like air out anything that's not working or anything we're worried about or stressed about. And then we also have our Friday morning money love date where we talk about money stuff. Yep. So that's been really, really helpful to have that structure. And we've gotten increasingly better and better about if something needs to be scheduled during that time that we reschedule it. Whereas in the past, we would just schedule things over it and never reschedule it. And now it's really become a non-negotiable. For sure. Yeah. And I think the share Google calendar is very important it could be an apple calendar it could be whatever whatever it's going to be but at least because i'll be like hey you want to get lunch and then it'll be well let me talk to my wife to see if we have anything planned and like if somebody asks me do you want to get lunch i say hold on let me check my calendar to see what's going on and then i can see kate's calendar and i can see my calendar and i'm like oh, okay kate's got xyz so i have to pick up an lp or something right so i know right away i don't need to call kate and say hey, are we free Thursday night to go eat lunch with Andrew or dinner with Andrew, right? So it's just basically I can just plan my own life and then... And also plan events. Like we just had to reschedule yeah. a meeting with our accountant and you were able to just do that. I was just able to do without it. Without us having of, to have a conversation. Correct. 
So, but then I also take into consideration because Kate has some days blocked out that are writing days. So for those as well, where I'm taking consideration based off appointments that need to be scheduled, like the accountant, I knew we're doing that on a certain day. It's also her availability that she gave me. And so I just, I make sure to fit those things in because taxes are coming up. So making sure we're planned in advance for uh, what's happening. So I know it's more important meeting than let's say getting our nails done or something, right? Where Kate and I don't really get our nails done together. So that's not going to be Have we ever done that? Once. Have we ever gotten a pedicure? Um, Barbara Stanley's event in Washington. It was me, you, and Liz Ryder. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the first time. Our we one ever, and only pedicure together only pedicure. was with Liz Ryder. That's right. That's funny. Didn't so, just you and Liz end up getting a pedicure together and I ended up having to go do something else? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, you, you and had to I be like, have never had a pedicure together. No, you have had one with Liz, with Liz Ryder. <laughs> or Elizabeth Ryder now. Sorry. she. I believe she's officially going by Elizabeth Ryder. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, definitely as her brand. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like some logistical stuff, which I think is really helpful just to fill you in on the other logistical. Which is different than what I talked about from communication standpoint. So I want to be very clear where you kind of went into a strategy that we help with communication improvement. That's not what I was talking about. Okay. I mean, that's one piece of it. It's one piece, but I just, what I'm saying is we have two times a week set up that are a container for conversations right. that need to be had. So I'm not trying to have an important conversation with you at like 9.30 at night when we're both exhausted and trying to go to sleep. You do, though. You try, <laughs> but I shut it down. But what I'm saying is I've gotten so much better and I actually have a little Wonderlist. Wonderlist is an app that I've we've started to use and I really like. I have a little Wonderlist list that is titled Things We Need to Talk About. And I put them in Wonderlist rather than just like randomly trying to catch you as you're walking through the kitchen because it annoys you and it's not as helpful. So mm -hmm. we have these, I'm just saying, we have these two set times every single week that we both know are coming where conversations that need to be had, there's a safe container that we already know we have the time set aside. So we're not trying to squeeze important communications into running around times. Right. But the other piece that you said is remaining open to what the other person is saying. Some of the key things that I'm still working on are not interrupting and then not trying to fix it. So if Mike is talking, and you'll notice, I'm sure that I do this on the podcast, I sometimes will interrupt him. I'm still working on it. Well, we both do. We both interrupt each other. But then also one of the big things is, and this goes both ways, is if he's coming to me with something, I automatically, you know, and I don't, I just probably, cause this is like, usually we, people talk about how this is like men do this, but I think women do it too. I just jump in and want to fix it. And sometimes he'll be like, no, I really just wanted to tell you this. You don't need to then come up with an action plan for me. So that's been really helpful too. And one of the things that perhaps we could try and you could try at home and report back and let us know how it goes is saying, and we do this in the origin community. This is one of our community guidelines that if you are posting in the group that the agreement within the group is we don't give advice unless it is asked for. So when you're posting, it's totally fine to say, I'm just posting this because I need a place to air it out. And so sometimes it is really helpful to just preface a conversation with your partner to say, hey, I just need to talk something out and 
I don't need your advice right now. I just need to talk about it. Would you be willing to listen? And that can be really helpful. So that way you won't feel jumped upon with advice or somebody trying to fix it. And so you could preface it that way. And next time I don't want advice, I will preface it that way. Although I will say like a lot of the time I'm bringing something to you because I do want your feedback. So. Right. But then also the difference with that is that you'll finish your statement and be like, okay, what do you think? Or I'll be like, let me finish. You know, if it's something that's in the middle of it, let me finish. And then what are your thoughts? You Mm -hmm. know, and I, I think a lot of times where I think in our situation where if we start jumping to conclusions to try to fix things, it's because a vulnerability in ourself has been yeah. affected. So it might be a trigger that takes place on our own system. And then we feel instead of just listening, it makes us feel uncomfortable because our partner is expressing something that's uncomfortable for them or something they need help with. And so it activates one of our triggers. And then all of a sudden we have to fire it. We have to solve it right away where it's like, we don't want to, it's to say, okay, well, Kate's being, expressing her feelings about something right now and then for me listening to that it triggers something where it's like okay i don't want to deal with my own stuff right so okay all of a sudden here's how we fix it yeah that which could happen sometimes yeah and sometimes it's just really uncomfortable to have your partner feel uncomfortable right and you just well penelope just woke up so we'll put a pause welcome back it's been several hours. Yeah. But now we woke up from her nap. And then we went to a hospital tour to see where I'm going to be giving birth. And then we've done a lot of other things. We, but- we ate dinner. And now we're finishing the part two of... <laughs> Before we watch This Is Us. So <laughs> there's a couple more tips that we have for you. So we've we've talked about communication. We have talked about... Oh, just like in the category of communication, just a couple of additional tips before we dive into our other tips. The not interrupting and the not giving advice unless somebody asks for it is really key. The other thing that I have found helpful is that if something's coming up for me to say, I feel blank when you blank. So as opposed to it makes me feel blank when you blank it's like a little bit different so it's not putting blame language but like let's say I feel scared when you raise your voice at me or I feel angry when you cut me off during a meeting or whatever because that way and then you can make a simple request after that like would you be willing to not cut me off during meetings or would you be willing to communicate with me without your voice raised or whatever. So, I mean, those are obviously out of context examples and I'm not really thinking of a specific situation, but I find it's really helpful when having difficult conversations. If I can use that framework of, I feel blank when you blank, would you be willing to blank? I find that that's a really helpful framework for people like me who don't like to have difficult conversations. Great. Yeah. Okay. So then moving into the next tip, which is having very clearly delineated roles and responsibilities. I think that this is something we continue to evolve in our business, certainly, but just like knowing who's supposed to be doing what 
and being super clear about it. And we actually have that for our household as well as our business. For our household, we kind of had to come to Jesus a couple months ago and wrote down, like, here's who's responsible for X, Y, Z, Penelope's healthcare, you know, clothing for the baby, all the things. And so that was really helpful. And so I really recommend doing that in your business as well. So write out a list of what do you love to do? What are you really good at? And what do you not like doing? And then have your partner do the same thing. And then you can kind of look for overlaps and things that are missing. So the things that are missing from those two lists that neither of you like to do, that neither of you are good at, are things somebody else needs to be doing over time at least. So do you, should, let's talk about some of the things that we have other people doing because we're not good at them or we don't like doing them. Okay. Do you want to give an example? You mean like in our business? Yeah, in our business. We have plenty well, of life. Well, graphic ex- design we're not good at. So no. we found, you know, you find we've worked with graphic designers who are good. So that helps define what the roles are between the two of us. Right. Like know? that would be something on the list if we made our two lists and set them next to each other graphic design would not be covered on either of our lists of things we love to do or things we're great at. So that would be an obvious one to hire out. The other thing is you used to do a lot of programming of websites. Well, not really. What would you call Um, it? Building websites? I mean, I would, well, okay. So I used to understand a little bit about how to program WordPress, but, but like for our company, you would do, you would would manipulate code into making it work basically and you didn't love to do it no i don't love to do it i mean i still know the i can understand the basics of it today or at this day and age which is great and handy but it's not something i desire to do long term exactly and same with me i actually like a couple years ago built our b-school sales page on wordpress and used keynote (laughs) to create all the graphics so like let's say maybe that was four years ago i don't remember so just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing it basically Mm -hmm. and so we got both of those things off our plate we have somebody we use for developing we have somebody we use for graphic design and over time the more you can delegate and the more you're each working in your zones of genius the less fights you're gonna have because you're happier right Mm -hmm. so that's good for your partnership and it's good for your business that's correct yeah I have one more tip. Do you want me to share it or do you want to, do you have another one? No, go ahead. Okay. I'm really tired. So I'm like, I can tell you've, you've now checked out. I'm yeah. It's, this is like usually Kate's checking out at night, but I'm the one that's okay. like, well, I'll bring this one home for some reason. Another tip why. is respect your partner when they are sleepy. <laughs> and Mike is really good at this one. He gives me a lot of time to sleep, especially in this. Well, actually the whole pregnancy and really just all the time. Mike needs generally less sleep than I do, but especially when I'm pregnant. So yeah, the last tip is, unless I think of another one, but I think this is the last one, is to not, I I wish I could figure out how to frame this in the positive, but whatever, to not try to coach your partner or try to get them to work in a different way. So like, let's say there's something about the way Mike does his workflow that bugs me. It's really not my problem as long as things get done, you know, or like 
you know, there have been times when in our business, like I've wanted you to do something a different way or you've wanted me to do something a different way. And like for years, as an example, Mike wanted me to batch blog posts and do them more than like two days in advance or the night before. Not even batch, just No, you just wanted me to get it done like more than a night before. Because there was other people involved and it made it hard. Yes, it did. And also (laughs) that like you trying to get me to do that really triggered me versus when we had a team on board and a whole system in place, it really wasn't hard to switch my workflow and start getting them done ahead of time. And now I've written blogs all the way through July and we're recording this in March. So So why didn't you like it when I asked you? Because I didn't feel like you were asking me. It felt like a command. Like it felt like there's something silly about the way in partnership sometimes when somebody wants you to do something like I believe we do choose partners who and you can listen more about this on our Terry Cole episode of your love questions answered we talked a lot more about this but I do really believe that we choose partners who are there to point out like kind of highlight our wounds and highlight areas we need to grow and so you're going to trigger your partner more than somebody else would. So like when Licia asks me to batch a bunch of blogs, I'm like, sure, because I'm I'm not deeply emotionally triggered by Licia. Like she's not my husband. I'm just like, okay, she's not there to help me heal my wounds. And I don't believe that like the only purpose of partnership is to help you heal your wounds, but I do believe it's there for sure. And so I just notice in our business, when you want me to do something differently or when I won't speak for you on this, like it can be very triggering. And so it's not to say you can't make requests of your partner because we make requests of each other all the time. And most of the time it's wonderful, but just some of the time, especially when it's coming from a place of like coaching or wanting them to sort of be a different way, I would generally just like see if you can let that go. Because as people, we are just kind of how we are. And um, while we all can change and you can certainly make requests in a loving way, like trying to coach your partner can be, I think is just not helpful. And one of the things that's helped us a lot, and so this will be my other tip, is bring in outside people as soon as possible, which is just a business tip in general, but it'll be really good for your partnership. Like I think having a team that we work with has been really good for our marriage. Okay, we're going back to the blog post, though, because you didn't really answer my question. So you feel like me asking you to to have a blog post done earlier is hitting one of your triggers? It did. It triggered me. It triggered the same thing that we talked about on the Terry Cole episode of you asking me to sign the books. There was something, and just for listeners, I am fully aware this has nothing actually to do with Mike or our relationship, like a trigger means okay it's you. triggering something that's all i wanted <laughs> that's basically i would i just like i think it's helpful for the folks listening to realize where no a trigger is right generally unrelated to the thing that's actually happening correct yes so right. it's perfectly reasonable for mike to ask me hey do you think you could get blogs done more than you know a day in advance 
perfectly reasonable request. Because we are married and we have chosen each other to highlight areas where we need to heal, I got triggered by that because I felt like he was, I mean, all these ridiculous things that I'll just share. Like, I felt like he was judging me. I felt like I was doing it wrong. And I also felt like the same trigger about when you asked me to sign that stack of books of being like paraded around. None of this has anything to do with you and none of it makes any rational sense no so i'm just this, the best part is as an example this is, a, this is a blog post that goes on katenorthrop.com which is your name you oh, know it's all it's like, ridiculous so from a right but i think that if we sat here long enough we could come up with something the opposite mm-hmm. where you got triggered with something that had nothing oh, to sure. do with me and yeah. so it's just what i'm saying is the reason i'm saying this is because i just want those listening to be it aware was the, what was it the remember the thing in the kitchen in Falmouth that I got all up bent out of shape about the stuffed peppers was it the stuffed peppers no that I don't know I mean there's a lot of things you've gotten bent out of shape about in the kitchen no but remember we like (laughs) (laughs) with the stuffed peppers where'd that come from we had had an epic fight that started about stuffed peppers I ended up having to call Terry Cole about it What was the stuffed pepper? One? I don't even. I have no idea. See, oh. that's the thing. Usually, no. Like, remember, we were in Falmouth, and I got all like bent out of shape about something, but it wasn't about. It was like right before we started talking to David Coates. Mm-hmm. And it was like the last draw. It was like the last thing that happened where I was like, "We don't need to talk to David Coates." And then this thing happened, and I was like, "We need to talk to somebody else." David Coates, by the way, is our couples therapist. Well, yeah, we've talked oh, we've about talked about him, him before. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah, what was that? But it was something I have that no was, idea. had nothing to do with me. Here's the thing. But that's the thing. These it's... triggers, they are so intense in the moment and you're so mad, but they're not related to the current content of the situation. Right. The current content triggers Correct. a reaction right. that's unrelated. Right. So like, anyway. so me asking for blog posts had nothing to do with blog posts. Well, for you, it did. <laughs> Right, but it, it was triggering you, but it really was nothing to do with the blog post. No. It had stuff to do with everything else. No, because, hi, hello, like, me doing blog posts ahead of time is helpful for me, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, way helpful. Right. It's not something that, and now when I do them ahead of time, I feel like a freaking rock star. And I'm like, I feel like I own the world. Right. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just so emphasizing your point you're making. So I'm telling people listening that you need to be aware of the landmines that you may be stepping into which are your partner's triggers and that you will trigger them more than possibly anybody on the planet with the exception of their parents and so it's just good to know that that's happening because it will get muddled up in your business and your business will become an opportunity for healing in your relationship and individually, if you're open to it. And that is why I also really recommend having a great therapist who can help you with this stuff, but not like a therapist who you just sit there and blah, 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 blah. We really love our guy because he's a somatic therapist, meaning he helps us really to go back to the original trigger, feel where it is in our body and actually like work with Mm -hmm where that original trigger was and really kind of like heal it at the source as opposed to talking about the content of whatever that day's argument was about because 99.9% of the time 
it's not about that. And many therapists, I'm not bashing therapists, I love therapists, but many therapists I've been to just pick apart the content and you could spin around that Ferris wheel for the rest of your life and never really do any healing. Right. And I haven't been to really any therapist besides David Coates. So I just started out making my life. You started easier. at the top. Yeah. And I would also be cautious about if anybody you go to see anybody and they recommend some sort of drugs right off the bat too. I just, well, I, that's a psychiatrist. Okay. Okay. That's got it. But just in general, I think it's something to think about. Like we should have Kelly Brogan on and talk about that. We should just from a, like as if somebody, if you know, conversations that Kate and I were ta- having, and talking what we're actually speaking to. And then if somebody was just like, well, go take this drug and it'll help you fix it. It wouldn't have helped me fix my problem. You know, when I really think about it, it would have. So, but I'm not an expert on this, but just, I I always think it's a, whenever somebody recommends outside substances, I always just, you know, take a pause. Yeah. And unless it's like, I will just say I had really severe anxiety in college and also in my early 20s. And taking vitamin D helped so much. So like outside substances, there's, you know, there's a continuum. Correct. And there's like supplements and then there's psychotropic drugs and there's you know all kinds of things. Yeah. But definitely having third party, you know, we talked about this in our breakdown to breakthrough in our marriage episode where, you know, if your car's broken, you would go see a mechanic If you want to work on your Olympic lifting form, you would go see an Olympic lifting coach. So if you need help with your marriage or your partnership, going to see a marriage or a marriage therapist, couples counselor just makes sense. Just like you would go see a business coach. So, right. So to recap, unless we have any other tips, honey, I would just say the other thing is like nothing's concrete ever. And (laughs) What's working today might not work six months from now. It's not going to work two years from now. I feel like a lot of times in relationships, people change. Yeah. You know, like people change and, and some people don't change. Some people just remain the same that they've tried to be for 20 years. Right. And that also doesn't work out sometimes for partners on both ends. So I think the one thing that I've always considered is, you know, especially our, like if I take our relationship, like we met when we didn't have children, we weren't married and (laughs) now we have one child and we have a second one coming. So it's understanding that the relationship that's today wasn't the same as it was a couple of years ago. It wasn't even the same the first time you were pregnant, you know, like now you're pregnant with number two and it's our relationship is different than it was when you were number one and that's okay. You know, and I believe I feel like it's stronger than it has been and we continually grow as a couple and as a family. But as we move forward with two children in the house, like what that is dynamic is going to be like as well. And that will be something we discover. But it's also it it will adapt and it's going to change, you know. And so I don't think there's we're human beings like we ebb and flow with what's going on. Yeah, so I just think that's a that's an important one to always keep in mind. Yeah, that relationships evolve and what it is today is not going to be how it is tomorrow and to be flexible mm-hmm. with that and open to change. Okay, so number one was communication. Key. I would say that's for sure the most important. A subtopic of communication was having structure for that communication to make sure it actually happens on a weekly basis. 
not to say that a spontaneous important conversation can't happen, but if you have the container, it'll be much more likely to happen. Then we talked about having a shared calendar, which was sort of part of communication. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about, was there something else we talked about before nap time? There was, but now I don't remember what it was. I can't either. So next (laughs) next up, we talked about getting clear on roles and responsibilities Mm -hmm. and who's great at what and who doesn't like to do what and then outsourcing the things that neither of you like to do and that neither of you are good at. And then not coaching your partner and not trying to change them. Or if you are trying to make a request to just know that you are walking in a field of landmines for your partner to be triggered, <laughs> potentially. I, not always. I'm yeah, just saying potentially. I just feel like you're just saying don't ever ask your partner for anything. Almost. That's not what I'm saying. I know, but that's that's what I'm, I'm assuming it as. I'm saying don't coach your partner, which is a very different thing. Yes. And don't try to have them be different. That, yes, I Making agree. simple requests. I gave yes. the example of how to make simple requests. You know, would you be willing to X? Mm-hmm. Like I made a simple request of you. You know, would you be willing to pre-batch two weeks worth of your podcast so that when the baby comes, we've got like two full weeks where neither of us has to do anything? Mm-hmm. That was a simple request. Correct. We yes. make requests of each other all the time. Yes, yeah. I'm aware. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, so I just want to clarify. Okay. That, yeah, that's what I, I was asking I feel like we can't for. record after bedtime anymore. No, I'm asking for like clarification. No, I'm not cranky. I'm just asking for clarification because you're making it, at least the, you're not making it this way. This is the way I took it. When you say right? this, so I hear. This is real life action right now of what we're talking about. But yeah, it was almost where it's like, just don't ask your partner for anything. Yeah, no, no, and no, I know no, that's no, not that's true. That's not what I'm saying. saying. Right. <laughs> I ask you for stuff all the time. <laughs> And then have a therapist. <laughs> yes. We don't talk to our person, our guy, every week. We haven't, I haven't talked to Gosh, him in a while. Has it been like, over, maybe it's not been over a year, but it's been a Pretty while. Pretty close. But we call him as needed. And for a while, we yeah. did talk to him every week and it was great. And we certainly, should we be in an acute time of need, we would definitely call him every week. I don't week. think we've talked to him since you've been pregnant. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. Lots changed. Wow. Lots changed. But yeah. I think we're doing great. We're doing great. That's what we have for you. So those are our tips for working with your spouse. You know, just as a final thing, we used to have much more of, I don't even know if it was a problem, but like, I guess we used to just like have a thing where we talked about business all the time. And since having a child, I just feel like that hasn't happened. Right. Do you feel like that was a, an issue or what? No, you, I don't it think it was a problem. Issue. No, like now I we thought, just talk about our kid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. But we also talk about like life logistics. We talk about your workouts. Well, it's because we it took it off of. CrossFit. Well, <laughs> what happened was, is we took it off of, um, I think a lot of it changed when I was able to let go. Hmm. And because we brought Lisa on board to help us run the company. And I find like this is an important piece if you're. You know, if you're new into business together as a partner, it's going to be a much different scenario than what we're at at this moment in time. Because I think... Yeah, this has w- been an evolution. It's been an evolution that we've learned and have grown because I feel like until we brought Lisa on board, there was a part of... Because I was being... I was exhausted. And as Kate just shared, me asking a simple request of having your blog post done early from your partner, the example that we've share today like threw her triggers on and went all over the place for herself 
And so that also started to happen in many other forms besides just, you know, blog posts. So one thing I think that was very helpful was bringing somebody else on that is as passionate about our company as we are. And that's also able to help. And it also allowed for me to kind of step away from, because as our business has grown, the one thing that's always happened is I've tried to take work off your plate. Like this is not anything new. And it's about the focus was to you stop doing the things you don't want to do. And this started years ago. And so that was always the kind of the, my objective where it creates the space for the writing because that's what was the core creative that was happening in our business. So that had to make sure that we got you out of doing the other things that you didn't really want to do anymore, because for you, it was always, you knew what you wanted to stop doing much quicker than I did. And I just kind of, we talked about suffer on a previous podcast. It's like I suffered through the work to get it done. So then you didn't have to actually do it. And that's actually not a healthy way to run the business together because that affected other things. And now because Lisi is here helping with this process that it allows me to relax from the day-to-day perspective. And it's far more enjoyable. It's far more enjoyable to be a part of the company that we're a part of now and work with the people that are working now because I'm not into the, because it also allowed me to kind of step back from what that is to plan everything out with you. And you took more of responsibility because we, you shared about the question I asked a while ago, do you feel like you get paid a journal? You feel like we're actually running a business and you were like, well, I, I get paid a journal. sometimes feel like I get paid a <laughs> journal. But, but no, I also feel like, like I was talking to our friend Chris Carr yesterday and I was like, we have like, I mean, really since we launched Origin, I just feel like we have an incredible business that I am yes. so proud of and it all makes sense and it just is humming along and it took us a while to get here. You know, I started my website in 2010. It's now 2018. It took so seven, seven, seven years. Seven, a little over seven years. Mm-hmm. So just wherever you are in your journey, honor it. Mm-hmm. Your timing is perfect and elegant, as my friend Mama Gina says. And, you know, especially for those who might be listening, wanting to bring their partner on board, just know that it is so worth it if it works. I mean, just knowing that Mike and I have the shared vision of our company and also the shared vision of our family. I did this sort of like coaching work with a woman a while back and I uncovered that one of my biggest relationship fears was like growing apart from my partner and no longer having anything in common. And I realized that my big why for running a business, one of them is that we get to run this together and it's like our third thing. You know, in marriage, a lot of people talk about that you need a third thing. You need a project, like every marriage needs a project. And for some people, you know, it's a shared hobby. For some people, it's your kids, but then your kids grow up and move away. You know, for us, we have a lot of shared interests and obviously we got the kid thing, but we also have this business. And so I just love that part that we're always working on the same thing together or different things, but, you know, related things. And that also we get it. Like you don't come home from a day at work and not understand what my day was like, or I don't come home from a day, like not understanding what your day was like. Mm-hmm. We really are on, cause I have talked to a lot of my girlfriends 
especially who are new moms, where there's this disconnect between them and their partner because they're essentially living such different lives. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a totally healthy growing pain of starting families and working together is not for everybody. But if you do choose it, it's really great because you actually get what each other is going through. Right. And I think it eliminates because I feel, say, if there's one partner that's staying home with the children and the other partner's going to work, there's like a piece of resentment on both parties to a certain degree that happens. and. Because the one partner that's at work feels resentment they're not spending enough time with their kids and the one that's at home all the feels time. Feels exhausted from making all the money, exa- maybe. Right. And so there's just, it's it's a challenge and it's a dynamic that has to be figured out inside that own partnership. Yeah. Because yeah. then the one who stays home is like, you have no idea how tiring it is yeah. to stay home with kids all day, even though like our culture has put it into, you know, that going to work is the, I, like, I feel like. Staying at home with a child all day is exhausting. I don't know. For me, it's way harder than working. Staying I can do home with oh, Penelope all I'm day. good with like a day. I can do it with a day or two days in a row or something. But like getting into day three <laughs> is that's like, I'm like this. I need a break. And I don't know how my mom did it. So mom, I know you're listening. I think but different people are really wired she, Oh, she's totally wired No, and Michelle, you are a rock star. Yeah. She's why we can I'm see very that clear from this. it's not for me. Right. The stay at home mom game. No, it's that's it's super. It's it's amazing for folks that can do it because mm-hmm. I feel like I drive myself nuts talking to a two and a half year old all day. It's like I feel, yeah, <laughs> to an element. I, I, it's like, well, I just also can't what? like my English ability is the vocab <laughs> is not that good in itself. And it's just going to get worse the more I hang out with like a two and a half year old all day. <gasps> Oh my God. She's so delightful. She's so amazing. And I love spending time with her so much, but then it's also so challenging. It's Mm -hmm. such a weird, it is the weirdest thing of I've ever experienced of like, I love spending time with this human being more than anything. And it's so hard. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah. Like she was home today and she was sick and then she wanted to like sit on my lap at dinner time to eat, which is like cute. But then I was like, I don't, I just don't, don't just don't touch me. Like, Mike I was just, like, I have to put you down. I got to right put now. you down. And I was like, this is not working for me. She was like playing games with me, feeding her food. I'm like, no, just eat the food. And I got, I got to go. I got to go. And I like put her down. I'm like, Penelope can't do this anymore. Oh my God. All right. I think so we got to wrap it up. Yeah. I think that was, that was good. Thanks like for it. listening everybody. And you know, if you have any like specific questions about, I know we didn't get into super, super specifics about how we, how we run everything. But if you have any questions, you can direct message at Mike J. Watts on Instagram. We'll be happy to cover them in a future episode. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.